Welcome to episode 380 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, team, welcome along to episode 380 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How are you going, mate? Could be better, Bevan. Could be better. Why is that? We could be sitting here not having to rush through the show to get it finished on time, couldn't we? I know, because every week John now goes swimming. We start the show at seven, but today we're starting at six, and there's a reason, John. America's Cup. It is. Last week we were talking confidently. Nah. Stick it to those Americans. It's ours. You know, we almost had a parade now in, in the lounge. Yeah. Yeah, it's all going to custard, isn't it, John? <laughs> Big time. Big time, man. Costing me swimming and costing me emotional... Oh, it's doing my head in. Oh. Anyway, we'll, we'll do an up... No, we won't do an update. No, because we'll be finished, but mm. if we don't win today, you almost think we're going to lose it, don't you? Yeah. Because with the cup now, if you guys probably don't know much about it, but basically the way the boats are designed, it's a different kind of racing. And so if you come on... What side is it? The, not the port, port. side. Oh, is it? I think it's the port side, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Whatever. If you come on the port side, which means which side you enter the course on, there's a massive advantage. And over the last couple of days, Oracle's had that advantage, so they've won. Um, early on in the, in the regatta, we would just dominate no matter what, and they've fixed their boat up, and they've put new guys on their boat, and they're doing a great job. And we just haven't looked that good over the last couple of days, and they've caught up, and if they win two today, then tomorrow's the last day either way, isn't it? And again, if uh, for all you Kiwis who are watching, you'll know all the stuff, but we, then we were leading this race, had a massive lead. Had a one. got called off. Because it was off. too Because there was a time slow. limit. So. Oh, dear, anyway. So it's hard work for John and I. I've got a bit of hay fever, so I'm sorry if I'm a bit yeah. sniffly today. I'm trying my best not to, to get in everybody's ears. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I need to do it straight away. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofwai.com. Tell you what, I could do some of that right now. Yes. Calm my nerves or make my nerves stronger. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Trainingpeaks.com. Your storage device. And endurance junkie. Cool gear. Merino. It's mm. all good in the hood. Okay, guys, in today's show, what have we got happening? We have a little bit of news. We have it's a bit of a traditional show today. We've got an age group of the week. We've got an app of the week. We've got a new we're going to go app slash website of the week, depending. Well, how will we do the intro? Sorry? Well, it depends what we what we choose that week. Oh, so you kind of, this, this sits in. Because this one's got a website and an app, so where do uh, we go? No, John. Because mm. someone emailed us. Did you get that email from me? Uh, yep. Yep, the app of the week. Yep, yep. We'll have to do that as well. And then we've got some questions and answers. Question and answer time. Yes. Oh, that's kind of yeah. new. And I am finishes. Oh, we're going to do that again as well. So we had uh, a I new. I don't sound so excited about the I am finished. Oh, no, I'm very excited, John. Yeah. Oh, I had no sleepless night. Good. Yeah, sleepless nights. I am finishes. And then uh, let's talk about some news. So this weekend we had the first ever Ironman Lake Tahoe. And um, pretty cold, John. It was freezing. Apparently, uh, well, no, apparently it did. The day before, it rained full on like it was a full on storm it was freezing and they even had some snow not I don't think necessarily at the race venue but on the, the mountains around there had some snow well I got some memos saying that the, the swim course might be like shortened because of it it didn't in the end but well, well, on the Friday it, it sounded like the um, 
in, in the actual swim there was quite a bit of mist and stuff because the steam coming off the lake and so apparently navigation in the swim was fairly, oh, really? fairly chilly and then some of the transition times were very very long and then when you saw the pictures of people heading out on the bike the pro, I mean I only saw the pros they were layering up a few layers of clothes so the Lake Tahoe course as we've discussed in the past firstly it's at high altitude going to be colder up there secondly quite a bit of the course was also in the shade and so the picture so obviously that's going to make it cold as well but the pictures I saw of the day looked pretty spectacular in terms of clear calm and I don't know how calm it was it looked clear and sunny but just sounds like a really crisp frigid day especially when you come out of the swim which has probably been a bit cold anyway and then onto the bike and, and it's chilly and it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it was freezing good good run day but it sounded like it was do you know if this is a traditional kind of weather for this time of year because it must be coming into autumn is this the kind of weather they're going to get there every year or well, Dave Fish the defending um, yep. the Blue 70 wetsuit aquathon champion, champion yep. uh, he was helping out at the race and it's apparently just uh, uh, there was always the risk of this happening but apparently up until last week beautiful fantastic and then it was like click of the fingers and uh, seasons have changed so really? um, it sort of sounded like a, a fantastic race um, and good to see Chris McDonald taking out again. Yeah, well, uh, well done because he won. What was it? Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Louisville. I Louisville, think. two two races in two months basically. And you don't see that much happening on the on the guys' side of things, do you? No, and it was it was a, a really good race on both the guys and the girls' side of things. Um, so Chris only took it on the run, and I, I haven't really had any feedback yet as to how tough it was on on the run. The times were pretty slow. Um, he only he ran just nipped under three hours, and not many guys went under three hours as a guy there from the States who finished fifth who ran a 2.52 Kevin Toldino um, which is pretty solid but the the rest of the guys that were sort of filling out the top um, four places were only sort of 2.59, 3.03 3.02 so pretty tough day probably on the run um, but the bike was was where it really had its toll you know Chris McDonald and Mike Twelsick only rode four 55. And McDonald's an ex on the bike, so yeah. when a guy like Chris can only ride 455, you know you're doing a hard course. Mm. You know, when you get an Ironman winner, who's a guy who's won, you know, gone some low eights over yep. times, doing an 855, mm. you know, <laughs> so, it must be a tough course. So Chris splits 54-54 for the swim, 455 on the bike and 259 on the run for an 855, and really only took it uh, on the, the run. And then Mike Twelsick, he was first off the bike. He swam 51, rode 455, 303. So he went 8.57. And Joe Gambles, who is, you know, he's he's a fantastic uh, 70.3 athlete. Um, was not on fire. You know, if he was to race either of those guys in a 70.3, most likely he would crush them. He got third at 70.3 World Champs a few weeks ago, I think it was. Yep. So, yeah. Must do you hit it if you're that athlete, eh? Mm. You know, if you're like a guru at uh, 70.3, and then you just quite, yeah, you just can't quite make it to the same level when mm. you go that little bit longer. It must mm. be a bit frustrating. So who knows if it was the altitude that, that made him suffer, the distance, the cold. Um, but, yeah, he, he is not, from my memory, had an amazing Ironman anywhere comparably to his 70.3s. So, John, only 20 athletes went sub-10. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, obviously a hard day at the office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the girls' race was... I wonder if the... Because the, the, did it sell out? Uh, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. So I wonder what the DNF oh, did not finish is, you know, the, mm. out of the time frame, more than 17 hours was. Mm. You know, because... Who knows? Yeah, because you think of a race like this, which, you know, most Ironman nowadays, you're still seeing, you know, the top guys get what, you know, maybe 
8.45 normally to 8.30, it would be a slower race. You know, so to get this race, I wonder how many people actually kind of didn't make the cutoff. And as we know from a few weeks ago, you know, for the slower people, when the course is harder and it's more difficult, they're going to be even slower than yeah. the pros. So, yeah, the girls the girls' race was fantastic. Uh, I thought Kat Morrison would um, crush them. Yep. But she didn't. And we had Asa Lundström and Janine Colling from France and from Sweden and France respectively having a real ding dong battle out there. They basically swam the same time, one oh one, rode more or less the same time five thirty four and five forty four, a uh, five thirty four and five thirty three, and then had a ding dong battle on the run and uh Asa Lundstrom got dropped at some stage on the run and then came back and took it in the last mile past her and uh and took the win by Less than a minute, fifty seconds. Wow! So they went one oh one for the swim, five thirty four on the bike, and three sixteen for the run for nine fifty eight. So again, you know, only just under ten hours. When we see a lot of races, girls going under nine hours. So good racing, fifty seconds in it, and then Kat Morrison uh, came through on the run, but she had too much to make up. She only rode a five forty four, which is very uncharacteristic for her. So who knows? She may have had. Some problems out there. She may not, not be quite fit enough at the moment. May have suffered with the cold, but given she's Scottish, I would doubt that. <laughs> and uh, so she still finished third in 10.03, so good to see her back on the podium. And the other interesting one for the day that probably didn't pan out quite as some people thought may have done was Angela Neath, who crushes the 70.3 circuit. Uh, she was right in the mix, coming off the bike, but then only ran 3.24 and finished in fifth place. So... Yeah, I'll just be interested to hear some feedback as to how people suffered in the altitude or whether I was uh, just uh, blowing off steam and it wasn't really an issue. I'm counting how many people have DNF'd. All right. This could be quite a big count. So about maybe we'll say 60 on a page. Far out, John, it's like 600. 600? No, it can't be. Surely not. There's 10 pages of DNFs in the results. 10 pages. <laughs> yeah. And it's about 60 on a page. So, yeah, it's about 600. Let's let's verify that later on. Well, okay, like this is Bevan's quick science while Bevan's John's talking science. in the background. So, like, there might not be too many facts there. But if you go to the end results, you go to the last part of the results, and I just went from page 56 down to 46. There's DNFs <laughs> on the whole lot of those pages. You're right. <laughs> Bevan's got a hay fever. We've got a yeah. sickness ravaging through the family. Um, so, so yeah. So we, I went back to the very last page. We went to page fifty-six of the results. I wonder if you can show more results. A lot of them may page. may have been DN, DN did not start. No, because well. they had swim times next to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it could be a timing malfunction, or actually, let's make it official. You heard it. You heard it first. Yeah, first. Six hundred DNA. It was probably what's that? It was probably I don't know ballpark. 25% of the field Yeah uh, yeah. I, no, it's, no, fish, I, it's official It's, it's Bevan Science yeah. Science okay. Science 101 With Bevan James Yeah oh, I really did that Good at science Okay Kona ratings coming up John The try rating Have we not got it this week Are we going to do it next week We'll do it next week And the week after I think it's I think it's another couple of weeks Till Kona So uh, But you can go check it out yourself Torsten's nearly got it ready At tryrating.com And he's going to have All his predictions And all his geeky proper statistics unlike our statistics which we pull out of our butt like my science yeah and he's got it ready to go it's going to be a fascinating result a really really interesting race this year I think I mean we, we say that every year but I've really 
don't have too much of a clear, clear idea. I don't think there's any really, really clear favourites on, no. on the, especially on the girls' side of things, and on the guys' side of things. You have got five or so guys, but really, I think anything could happen out there. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a regular old same old crew that come through. But what are you chewing on there, Bevan? No, oh, I'm trying not to chew in front of the mic, but uh, some of my mind. seeds at the bottom of your shaker. Yeah. Oh, mm. Raspberries, boysenberries. Combination. Oh yeah, I get the combination mix. Mixed bag. They give you lots of strawberries in those, don't they? Yeah, I like strawberries, but yeah, but the big mushy ones there. Well, you're mushing them in your drink. That's true. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer to go the boysenberries. Boysenberries. They're a lot more expensive. Oh, you're such a tight ass. Oh, coming from you. <laughs> 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 I'm tight ass, but I think you, you're a little bit more of a tight ass than I am. <laughs> John, exciting times in, in short course distance triathlon, and we've got a lot of con- um, contact from the listeners about this one. Um, they had a short course sprint, double super sprint, lemon racetrack in Vegas. Yes. Uh, now, did you see the video? I saw the one of, on the news or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it did. They copied my, what I do, Bevan. That's what they're doing. They're copycats. Uh, but they basically did the super sprint double triathlon. They did it in a parking lot in Las Vegas. And the reason why they did it now, and they did it at night, is Interbike is on. So that's a you know, massive trade show for, for cycling. So they did it in a big car park. And they basically um, built a, put, a, put a, a portable swimming pool in there. I'm not sure if it was How 50 they or 25. What do you mean? Like the, it was a massive car park. Like they were getting a... I'll, I'll have to double check how Yeah, and I can imagine in Vegas there's some pretty big car parks. Yeah. The pool, was the pool stable? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like one of those, it was just like a big power pool. Yeah, um, I know. I wouldn't be pushing off the end of a power pool. Yeah, they must have, must have had some boards in the end there. Yeah, have to, it, looked, yeah. it looked like a really nice pool. Mm. I'm not sure if it's 25 or 50. Anyway, they put it in this big car park. They had uh, circuits in there. Um, they had heats and finals and... I missed a couple of results that we need to go back to in a moment. So uh, they had three heats on the guys' side of things, two heats on the women's, and then at night they had the finals. They had an A and a B final, so like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. They had um, they had the yeah you know, the, the, the 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 main races, Re- reasonable prize money, bit biased. They've got US top ups there, so they had two and a half grand for first place, paying down to t- ten deep, and then the US athletes got an extra fifteen hundred bucks um, if if they were on it there but yeah just this is happening all over the world and, and this gets a lot of coverage because US media does does a good job of that sort of stuff and yeah double super sprint TV coverage is going to be on, on mainstream TV how, how little spectators you were yeah I know it was because I, I, I was thinking I didn't realise Interbike was on and I was thinking to myself why the heck are they doing this in Vegas and you know I couldn't figure it out because the crowd was pretty dead and uh and yeah, so and we, we, you think with Interbike being there, they would have got more people, you know, to mm. come and have a watch. So it was a three hundred meter swim, five mile bike, and and one point five mile run, and they did that twice through. This is the way of the future. It's awesome to see they doing it in a car park in Vegas was pretty innovative, and putting mm. the pool in there was fantastic. But I think with these things, with the with the other race that these guys did, uh, they did it sort of down on on the waterfront, and I think you've got to go to where you're going to get a bit of a crowd. Yeah. So I went to a meeting actually yesterday about the 
new swimming pool in Christchurch, a new multi-hub complex, and I was telling them exactly what they needed, which was fantastic, saying, right, you need a swimming pool here, you need to have a bridge over to the park here, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> a swimming pool for triathlon. But, but, that, but that, this is the thing, we can have it in downtown Christchurch going through right into the city centre, you know, you could do it, again, do it on a Friday night or, or Saturday night and have it coming past the strip and stuff. Yep, and those drunk people yeah, get in the way. And so I said, I said, you've got to watch out, you don't get bottled on the bike course. Yep. Uh, but it's basically rent a crowd and I think that's the way you do it. If you do it in these little obscure locations, I think, you know, or, or you don't do it with another event, that's why these events, like at my one, um, we have it and all the people stick around at the, yeah. at the, the tri- triathlon festival, whereas this one, yeah, there wasn't. Well, they didn't try to have crowd. age groupers at this one. They said that no. eventually they hope to have age groupers there, So, mm. which is a different kind of beast. Although with, uh, with that, you could have a couple of courses, couldn't you? You could mm. have three or four courses set up next to each other and just have the main course and then... Um, you know the age group courses to the side uh, it seems really innovative everyone seemed pretty excited about it um, I don't know how it actually the race was like um, I saw the winners but I don't know how close it was how exciting it was so but Peter Kerr Aussie took out the guys racing um, pretty close fashion just pulled away on the last run Gwen Jorgensen won the girls I'm not sure she would have probably just been in cruise control because she's just so dominant so yeah it's happening all over the world I've seen races like this in the UK um, they have a lot of this sort of stuff in France um, and in Europe so the tide is changing and it's on its way. So if you've got any kids that want to be far, good at triathlon in the future, get them going short. Set up a course in your backyard. Exactly. You know, 25 metre pool. Mm-hmm. Could probably couldn't fit that in my yard. On the driveway. Yeah. Downhill, downhill, downhill swim. Downhill swim. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. The, up part, the uphill would be pretty hard. It's like swimming upstream. I missed a result just before because uh, I was looking for the result of the brutal in the UK and couldn't find it anywhere. But I did manage to find the Grand Columbian, which was held at the weekend. What happened? Thomas Schultz took that out in 11.20, and then Brian Granger was second in 11.31. First female was Ariel Townsend in 12.20. Okay, we, uh, you, you, we want to talk about 70. After last week saying we're not going to talk about 70.3s, yep. you bring up a 70.3. Yeah. So you're teasing them, John. Yeah. The ones who want the 70.3s, you go, no, nah, we can't do it. There's too many results. And then this week you go, oh, well, we'll do this one. It was a few weeks ago. And this was a pretty solid field. Well, really? Yeah. You had James Canana take it out, just beating out Terenzo Bozzoni. You had Matt Chabot in third. Who's Never heard a, of him. He's a very good American Olympic distance athlete. And then you had Richie Nichols, who is just absolutely running up a storm. Now, they haven't got the splits quite right here for a number of the guys, but he ran a 111.55. And I know that Matt Chabot only ran about a 116. He's a pretty reasonable runner. So that Richie Nichols, man, if he can get his come off the bike with these guys he, he's just going to crush everybody Brad Carter felt in 5th place Tim Don in 6th place you trying to tell me that's not a good field John yeah but, but okay you're right that is very you're right. solid you're right you're right all the ITU guys are going to dominate John this is true well they're not yeah, yeah. except Gomez well, Gomez, Gomez, but Gomez isn't doing a sport yet he went 100 won, grand this he week he won, won another race he yeah. went, went and won um, Shanghai 100 grand even. oh Beijing 100 grand was he it 100 won? grand yeah. was it yeah Yep, Tim sent me through the message to Meming. Far out, I thought. I One week after London, uh, Javier Gomez cruises to a win in Beijing, a hundred thousand plus. Whatever he got to for appearance, very easy for the Spaniard. Looks like he was the only uh, way. He was basically he rode with Bennett and then ran away in the run. Yeah, hundred thousand. Uh, Torsten, here's a job for you. See how much money he's earned this year. He, he is what he will have made a lot of money. He won 100 grand there, lifetime, whatever, what's the one, high V a few weeks earlier, that was about a hundred as well, yeah, I think. Hundreds, isn't it? He will have made probably a hundred off uh, the championship World Championship Series. series. 
and then he will have um, he does also does a French Grand Prix series. He will have done some fifty one fifties. He'll be looking at half a mil just in prize money, and he'll be getting a lot of other money on the side as well. But John, why aren't these guys who you think are always going to come over, especially with seventy point three? You know, you were saying all well, the ITU's coming, and so then the ITU's coming. You're thinking, well. If, if anything, they're going to kick ass in 70.3 and, you know, Ironman might be a bit more of a struggle because it's a slightly different game. They aren't doing so, it, John. Some of them are. No, they are. Well, where are they? Yeah, Tim Don's, uh, he's talking a big game. Yeah, he's talking he's going to win Kona next year. Can't even get bloody win a 70.3, Tim. Oh, sharp yeah, it up. That ain't happening. Uh, yeah, no, some of them are doing all right. Um, Courtney, Courtney Atkinson's doing all right. Brad Carter felt pulls out the odd one here and there, but... Um, yeah, yeah, but, not, yeah, but the way you talk it up, doing all right. the way you talk it up, it's like they're, they're going to come in and it's going to show us a new game. Well, if we get the top top kahunas, Bevan Doherty's showing us a bit of a new game in Taupo, and uh, he's talking. He's he's, I don't know. I don't know what he's. Gonna do. I don't know what he's going to do in Kona. He's either going to be on the podium or he's going to DNF. Basically, put it. I'll put that one out there. Podium or DNF? You reckon podium or DNF? So mm-hmm. although the way he raced um, Taupo, he raced a smart race in Taupo. Yeah, but he still blew up. He was he was blowing on the run like he would have had a sensational run split. He, he was blowing. So yeah, he'll uh, he'll blow or yeah. I, I can't see him getting an eighth or ninth or something like that. I can see him on the podium or nothing. Tim Dom's favourite swim, eight hundred meter swim with two hundred meter warm up. Then he likes to do five times three hundred band at four fifteen. Right, is yeah. that good? Uh, on four. What is what was he doing? Three hundred bands on four fifteen. He does five sets of that. Right. And then he likes to do three times 500 bands with boy through his 645s and then 15 100s. Oh, but you don't know because it's on there, isn't it? Boys and paddles, 115. So it's mm, in the tournament to call it. It's not doing me good, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of that. Come on, Tim. I mean, I'm all. You know, you say you're going to be the champion of the world. Well, you've got to win some 70.3s first. Yeah. Jeepers, creepers. I'm all in for we should get it on the show. Come on, Tim. Come on, show. I'm all in for a bit of band work, but uh... <laughs> anyway. That Come was on, pretty Tim. stacked field. Good to see Terenzo Bozzoni. What happened in the girls' race, John? Um, I was just focusing on the guys. Oh, I just saw that, pig. Saw, that, uh, saw that field, and that's why I brought it up. Let's have a look at the girls. Oh, that's right. No, the girls was bloody good. Um, again, you had a stacked field. Stacked. I don't know why. I've got a, maybe there was good money there. I didn't even look. Um, Annabelle Luxford took it out from Melissa Holscheit, who was the 70.3 champ a couple of weeks ago. Very solid. Well done. Daniela Reef, another uh, ITU athlete stepping up, but not uh, winning it. But Annabelle Luxford used to be ITU. And Jody Swallow there in fourth. Those four are pretty bloody good athletes. So four of the top, top girls in the world. So that was a big race. Big race. Very good. Go the ITU athletes, eh? Yeah. yeah they're, they're coming, Bevan. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Okay, Jombo, we uh, also had what coming up this weekend? Coming up, we had, we've got the Chesapeake Man and the Alba Man. We now have no Ironman races, okay. WTC races until Kona, which is a few weeks away. And then there's bugger all after that as well. I'm sure there's probably a few late season. Like Arizona. Is it Arizona? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Arizona and uh, you have... Cozumel it was Cozumel's and yeah Cozumel yep. yeah so a few, few coming up but um, from here on in it's all about Kona good old Kona right eh? okay Jumbo sponsor Extreme Endurance I grabbed this off their um, Facebook page and I don't know if Stephen Darcy's a listener of the show or not but been using X Endurance for one month now less soreness better workouts and a PB at a recent standard distance triathlon in horrendous weather conditions I was actually better placed 
then I normally am across all three disciplines and I normally find that I have a bad lactic build-up in the legs at the start of the bike if I push hard. But not now. I'm also finding I'm less tired, more upbeat and basically getting more out of every workout long-term. The benefits could be huge. So there you go. If Stephen says it's true, it must be. So get your extreme endurance. Go to xendurance.com. Use the code IAMTALK. Get five bucks. I am talk five, get five bucks off any of your orders and you, you can get rid of your lactic in your life. You can get less soreness, especially if you've got a race coming up, just give it a go. All you need is probably about a, around, I mean Sandy mentioned this last week, you know, they, they saw pretty significant benefits within a week and that's often what I've found as well with athletes, they take it for seven to ten days before the race and a couple of days after and you are good you'll notice a difference if you just take it and you don't have any hard sessions or any races to, to measure it across sure you might feel a bit better but you're probably not going to see if you get that significant reduction in muscle soreness so give it a crack Nige it's worth a crack Nige Nige give it a crack Nige good old Nathan McKelly got mm-hmm. he's giving us a hard time about the yachting he's going come on Team USA biggest sporting comeback in the history underway there's only one American on the Team USA boat yeah yeah Nathan yeah, it's a bunch of. Call yourself Team USA. Bunch of bloody it's team, Aussies. It's team Aussie in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, there's probably a lot of Kiwis on there. there when their is. boat was failing, they pulled in these New Zealanders over, didn't they? Yeah. So Team USA. You don't see us pulling out of races. They pulled out of that race. They pulled out of a race because they were weak. Yeah. But if they win, change, we change, hate you. Change the rules so we can't change the rules. <sighs> cheating. Yeah. They did cheat too. They did cheat. That's why they got a two race deduction. Yeah. Cheaters. And that's probably going to court as well. Anyway. Go to court. God, we better win this thing. Jumbo, this week's discussion. Which you didn't put up. Did I not put it up? No. But then I saved the day and went and put it John, up. John, where would I be without you? I don't know. Did I not put it up? No, you probably Wait a second, let me look at the website. I put it up there, you didn't put it up. No, because I don't let me look at my notes. Yeah, look at, let's have a look at the website. There's even comments on the Facebook page. Where's the discussion of the week this oh, week? I'm sure everyone lost a lot of sleep over this one. So, Jumbo, the discussion of the week was we got an email through from. Ah, I put it up. Where is it? Look. Okay, wait a second. Click. Yeah. Didn't show up on the Facebook page. I looked several times. Oh, it's linked to your Blooming Extreme Endurance thing. Oh, okay, maybe I stuffed up. Okay, I'm sorry, team. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> so the question was um, sent in asking about best charities to work with and any fundraising ideas. So it was sent in from a guy who's, uh, let's find, find out who that guy was. Um, it was sent in. I can you remember that? I've just got the other show notes. Dave Haywood, raising money through racing. Yeah, that's right. He lost his mother, unfortunately, which is yeah. a nice thing. And I uh, wanted to raise some money for her cause and I think his dad's cause as well. His, his dad's going through some tough times as well. So admittedly, we only probably put this up yesterday, John. Yeah, but Mike Threadgold had, the, I thought, the best idea. He said, it's simple and effective. I've, I've I had a $40 restaurant gift card and had a raffle, $5 to enter. I ended up getting around $600 added to my fundraise total, fundraising total at Ironman Texas. In terms of finding good charities, in the, in the US, Charity Navigator, and he's got a link there, charitynavigator.org, provides independent assessments and ratings of non-profit oh, nice. organisations and of a four-star rating for the best, most effective. So I thought that was a very cool idea as... Just doing a little auction, people just chipping five bucks rather than asking for 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 bucks. And um, I love raffles and auctions. Well, my mum does that. Well, my mum does a lot of fundraising, and she, what she does is she does the lottery, the bonus pool. Mm-hmm. And so you put in, I can't remember what it is, it's maybe five, 15, 20 bucks, whatever. And, but you, it's a gamble, basically. And the winner takes half of all the money, and then the other half goes to the charity. 
Right. So, and I think that she sells 40 tickets. Yeah. So, at 20 bucks a pop. Yeah. You know, and so you can kind of go, well, oh, I'm doing my bit for charity, but you're also yeah. actually in a gamble as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's the bonus ball. And, and we all love a bit of gambling. <laughs> Newsom does. I've lost the last two times I've been, I've gone off it. <laughs> Matt Chen, she's got, um, where the money goes is a critical consideration. Good to see a lot of people flagging this. Some charities spend so much cash running themselves. Berta Beach, I am talk spoke to race director and vision impaired I'm an athlete Nathan Johnson earlier this year. Beach Berta Beach is his idea for M N D. So obviously that's like a fundraiser. Yes. They're trying to give themselves some promo there, give us a link next time. Yeah. Martin Silverster, um, I raised money for a very small charity over the last two years, running marathons badly. I know where the money goes as a husband and wife run it. The most success has been the quiz night. Mm, charged them to get in, 130 people, charity auction with good prizes that I've beat for. We raised £17,000 in the first year, 8000 so this year. Makes a shuffling around a marathon worthwhile. People give money generously when they are at a enjoyable, are they enjoying themselves? Be a bit pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely makes. Make it an event you don't raise much money asking mates. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends if you want to go down that route of just chipping in with like you know 500 bucks or so or you want to go big time like Martin went that was uh, that sounds awesome Dan McCormick aside from emailing mates I'm not um, I don't have any many good strategies however I do think going very local for a local charity is good I recently did an ultra never again and raised some cash for a youth mentoring project that helps out in the area which I work genuine free money for them as I was doing the event anyway Okay, Jason McFall has got Challenge Athletes Foundation and the Wounded Warrior Project. Sorry if I don't have any particular f- novel fundraising ideas. Oh, so you're saying just go for those ones. Mm. John, because we, we put that out, we didn't have many. So, John, your thoughts? Um, we, we we did some good fundraising. We just needed a little earthquake to get our fundraising Yeah, definitely an earthquake. <laughs> that, that, definitely you guys <laughs> kicked butt on that. You guys are awesome. <laughs> get that. Um, so I haven't really done a lot to be honest in terms of this. So I'm, you know, what I'm trying to do now is just sort of tack little bits onto events and stuff, and that's my way that I'm doing it. In terms of good, good um, places, we, we've supported Challenged Athletes Foundation before, and um, but I, I, I tend to. What is the Ironman one now? I think it m- might change event to event. Like Ironman New Zealand has, has got the different charity. What? Yeah, but WTC you know, like WTC used to always promote Challenge yeah. Athletes Foundation. No, they had a big relationship no, they used for a long to time. Have that Janice Foundation. Oh, that's right, across, too. And that's just changed, so I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but I. I what about I, ideas I, for fundraising? I, I really like that uh, that sort of raffle one. I just think that's just so simple and easy. You just um, get a few prizes and uh, get it out there, get it through your club and stuff. 10 bucks a ticket. And well, although the night out is a good one as well, because the thing is. Like you know, like when I was an athlete, I used to fundraise, you know, just to get to trips, and, you know, like, to races and stuff. And you would end up kind of going to the same people all the time, mm. and you kind of get after a while that you can only ask people for money so often. Mm. Um, and so, whereas if you can have an entertaining night or something like that, mm. like one of the ones that we had is um, the hypnotist night. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's a local great. guy who's a hypnotist, and he only charged thirteen dollars for a night out. Yeah, and which is a really fair price. Mm. And um, and he takes half, and you take half. And I think I made. You know, fifteen hundred bucks for that. Yeah, you gotta have a big group for that, though. It was easy yeah. to sell, but it yeah. was yeah because it was a it was really cheap, and b you know it was mm. something that people don't do that often. So mm. yeah, yeah. So and I quite like the, I like the idea from Jason there about yeah. Um, oh, he had challenge athletes, and also whoever said about just sort of sometimes keeping it local. I guess in terms of charity, you just gotta choose what's best, what you're passionate about, really. 
Yeah, totally. Everyone's got their cause, haven't they? Mm. It's hard with charities because, like Joe and I, give a certain percentage of our income to charity every kind of week. That's just how we roll. And um, but you kind of there's so many charities, mm. and you've kind of we've just decided we're just going to focus on youth. And you know, there's some couple organisations we give money to, but it's um, you know, the other charities ring up, and <laughs> you kind of feel bad, but you're going to give so much money, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, John, this week's discussion, we have what do we have here? We have it's a kind of countdown time. Kind of countdown, and John wants to know who the dark horse for the podium is. So we basically want to go who's going to be that one person who maybe didn't see it happening. That we're going to talk about, oh, they had a great race and they've stepped up, um, so they've got to get on the podium. So what are top three or top five? No, so it's just one male and one female. They're in the top. They're going to finish in the top three. The criteria is they can't have been in the top five before. So you can't go, oh, you know, Freddie Van Laird, he's, gonna, he's a dark horse because we haven't been talking about him too much. They can't have been in the top five before and the, on the podium. No, this isn't for the win, it's on the podium. Next week we'll do your, your top three picks and stuff and one female, one male. Do you publicly flame anybody that puts flame you? He's going to flame you. That puts more than one male or female. Oh yeah, this guy and this guy. Oh, and that guy too as well. He'll do. It. Oh, and that guy as well. He'll flame you, John. The question I have: mm. Can Freddie Van Leer win it this year? I don't think so. You reckon? No. <laughs> there you go. Do you think he's going to win? Well, Van Leer's just continually improving. I just think, yeah, he doesn't have that star factor that some of the guys have. I think you know you. You, in Kona, you almost always get the star, uh, a star winning. I can't ever recall. Just a random guy coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I would say, love the guy. Ferris is probably the one time somebody who probably didn't necessarily expect to win has won. Outside of that, it's almost always been one of the heavy favourites. You know, you Peter Reid, you Tim DeBoom, Mark Allen, Dave Scott, Crowey's won it so many times, Mac has won it, Stadler. All those guys were always favourites yeah um, I, I, I just don't recall ever in recent times um, a non what about the girls well Chrissy with the first year she won nobody expected that no but, but she's but a freaking nature that you know Paul Newby Fraser won for so many years yeah it had um, yeah, but we're talking about the girls who I might just pull up the Kona results on wiki like yeah because it's, it's an interesting point you don't really get not really I mean you've had Paul Newby <coughs> Fraser you've had Erin Baker you hear the fewer come through one year and take it. So some girls have shocked a little bit in their first first one. Like, yeah, nobody expected Chrissy to be doing it the year that she won it. When Marinda came on and she won it, it was kind of expected. Leander Cave last year, she hadn't won it before, but kind of thought she was certainly going to be in the mix. So I can't recall, again, on the female side, anybody really breaking through except Chrissy probably. Yeah, but Chrissy was a freak. And if you'd gone back and actually looked at what she did in career, you'd probably go, oh, maybe she should be someone to be reckoned with. So you've got Pete, you've got Craig, you've got Mecca, Stedler, Ferris. You're probably right, Ferris. P- Peter Reid, Boom, Luke Van Laird, Thomas Regal, Mark Allen, Welsh, Allen, Scott, Melina, Scott, Tinley. Yeah, even early days. So, yeah, pretty much after 82, where Tinley took it out, no one's really ever been... You know, I mean, you got some second and thirds, but not. And then on the girls' side of things, you got Cave, Wellington, Caffrey, Wellington, Jones, Kelly Jones, Badman, Laurie Belden. Yeah, she was up there, wasn't she? Heather Fuhr, mm. Paula, Karen Smyers, Erin Baker, Joe Ernst. 
Was she good? What, what year was that? This is about 85. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're pulling back a bit there. 85 is pretty early days. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, we've never really had someone who wasn't, other than probably Chrissy the first year. Mm. What about Heather Fuhr? Fuhr? Oh, no, she, she's won a lot of races, and I, and I guess I, I don't recall exactly what happened that year, but it may have been that. She took out Babin there. Oh, no, she took out Powden. Yeah. Yep. So Heather Fuhr was all, she's had, yeah, she won. She's won a gazillions of Ironmans, and she was always chipping away. She was a terrible swimmer, um, but just always made her way up on the bike and fantastic runner, high-quality runner. So I, I guess that year probably there wasn't a Badman there or the Badman pulled out, and there was yeah, no, Badman wasn't there that year. no newbie Fraser. Uh, so I guess, yeah, she, she sort of Fernanda Keller yep. got third six times. Oh, yeah, she was just incredible. Six times in seven years. Mm. That'd break your heart, but wouldn't it? Yeah, but she, she again. She was she. This is, that helped my point actually. She's somebody probably never win the race. Yeah, and and, and I'm not saying Freddie Van Led can't win the race, but I'd say I'd put, probably put money on a little bit of money on him to possibly get on the podium. Can't see him. Well, he we can get on the podium. We know that. Yeah, I can't see Pete Jacobs, Raylert, um, Mecca. Oh, not Mecca. I mean Crowe. Crowe and whoever my other. Do we think Crowe's past it now? No, I don't think so. Well, he hasn't had the greatest. I wouldn't put as much money on him as I would have in the past, but but I wouldn't be surprised to see him win. Because he's 40 now. I can't see one of those four guys not firing and having a real special day. Yep. So next week we will do your top top threes. This week it's just your one sort of dark horse that has not been in the top five before. Okay, good discussion. Okay, we'll put some music on. Here we go, Jumbo. Group of the week. week, John. I was just thinking about the America's Cup and I got nervous. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was seriously was just thinking there and I got that nervous feeling in my stomach. It's not that excited nervous now for me. It's that it's worry, pants, worrying yeah. nervous. Yeah. Well, once we got to a certain point, it turned to that anyway, didn't it? Mm. Once we because we were like seven up, mm. and then you're kind of like, oh, we've got this thing, and then they started winning, and yeah, and they've kept winning. And Bit of a worry. Well, we got a great email through from. Um, from a listener of the show and she goes not sure if you remember us and it's by Sharon Rowe and she goes I'm not sure if you remember us but we were in Christchurch in January 2012 after Dave the David the green light kid Rowe apparently is ready for anything I completed challenge Wanaka and we came home to yesterday they, they came and did the runners one day it was really nice yeah. apologies if this is the incorrect email I know you got the right email I would like to nominate David for age grouper of the week yes I know I am his wife but when you read this hopefully you will agree that he has come a long way and deserves the nomination Excuse me, I sneeze. <clears throat> um, back in 2008, after losing a lot of weight through spin classes and running, going from 110 kg to 79 kg, I've attached a before and after photo to make you shuckle. Um, a friend of ours who we met through Park Run, also now in New Zealand. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. I'm just just on the Endurance Junkie website. Well, mute it. I'm trying to. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Chill, well, chill. I'm creating an atmosphere here. Yeah, yeah. And as a pirate suggested that David did a triathlon. He signed up for a sprint try, and the next I knew, he was training for the Bala Middle Distance Triathlon. triathlon. Um, as a part of a plan to do an Ironman the following year, of course, he was only ever going to do one. They, don't they all say that? We travelled to Ironman Switzerland in 2009, where his, his lovely black and white pirate kit, he completed his Ironman debut in 10.37, which is pretty decent for your first time up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? A, a Twitter thing just came through. I can't, I'm trying to figure out how it came to, but it's just it just mentioned Lake Tahoe, and I think it said it was the highest uh, daily freight ever. I'm just trying to find it now. See, see, see. I told you, David. Uh, I love you. Love your work. 
but I'm trying to multitask here. Well, keep focused. You yeah. know, this is age group. This is one time. You only get age group once. Some people have had it more than once. That's because of our bad planning, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. The support and friendship from the pirates was phenomenal. Ironman and triathlon became an integral part of our life, as did the friends we made through the sport. Our holiday started to be planned around races and training. David wanted to do some of the most iconic races in the sport, and hence we travelled to Germany for Challenge Road in 2010. We did a 10-10. New Zealand for Challenge Wanaka in 2012. We did 1040 and in May this year it was time to do Ironman Lanza Grotti. He was happy with his race in Lanza. Things were clicking into place with training. He finally had agreed to let me, or I finally agreed that he could buy a TT bike and he came away with a 1059 on what is a pretty tough course day out there. 1058, get there right Bev. Yeah. Along the way there was a few sprint triathlons and a couple of standard distance races including one in June this year he won his first tri- um, triathlon trophy second old man in the 40 to 44 age group at the Worthing standard distance triathlon this was an exciting day if only I knew how much more exciting it would get so why am I nominating him fast forward to this August the 4th 2013 in Bolton Ironman UK. David had entered the race back in October, thinking that he would like to race it to see if he would be a race he could uh, get high enough to age group placing to qualify for Kona for the next year, this year's time. Kona qualification has been a dream since he started his triathlon life. Every year we immerse ourselves in the coverage for the week, then stay up all night race day watching it unfold. It's one of our favourite weeks of the year. He knew he needed to work harder and to be committed. He did, doesn't have a coach unless you count Coach John and I and his iron talk jerseys count that you can count that for sure he makes his own schedules but he's the most determined and self-motivated person I know so Sunday came around he had told me that he was going to race it really hard especially on the bike I was terrified as I knew going hard on the bike might mean that his run legs didn't come to play I will not bore you with the large race report, but suffice to say he had a wonderful race. He swam a PB for a one-hour swim, one hour 15 seconds, a bike PB of a 5.27.50, and then he did a run PB of 3 hours 26 and 30 seconds. Somehow he managed to finish a line and 9.59.55, John. Nice, sub 10. That's sensational. The messages started to flow and people were texting me that David had won his age group. We believed nothing. All we knew that a sub 10, he'd done a sub 10 and he would probably be going to Kona. We spent the rest of the day totally stunned and on the finish line cheering the latest finishes. David loves doing this. He stood by the line until they cut off at the every, until every Ironman had done their race and feels it's an important part of the day for him. Part of the Pirates ethos is that you return at the finish line hoping wearing your medal so that appreciated by the competitors. The following day at the awards ceremony, Dave... All of Dave's triathlon dreams came true. He had indeed won his age group and qualified for Kona. So, yeah. Nice work. And she's gone on sale. I'm really proud. You know, legend. The, the pirates are great and, and all the rest of it. So they're going to be going to Kona. They're going to be sailing to Kona because they're pirates. Sailing to Kona. Yep. I think, was, I think they were saying there's how many, how many of them going now? Sound like there's a few. What do you mean? Sailing there? Pirate, yeah, sailing there. Yeah, they're they're a taking, pirate boat? Taking the four ships, the Charlotte Jane, the Chrissy, <laughs> the Randolph and the Seymour. Oh, do you know the four ships there? They were the houses at our school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, please make David an age group of the week for sheer determination, hard work, winning his age group, inspiring people around him. This Saturday after the race, he placed a couple of friends in their first ever sub-20 minute 5k for racing so bravely and, of course, for being a wonderful Kona-bound husband. Sharon. So, nice work, David. Give him back. 
That is awesome, you know, because, you know, when we look at his times, you know, he's a classic example of consistency and sticking at the sport, isn't he? And he wasn't ready for it. Surprise, you know, a lot of guys, the, the amp for Kona and that's their big focus and they finally get there and they're pretty stoked. But he was sort of just starting out on his Kona journey in terms of getting ready for it and uh, just came out of the blue and just smoking it, winning his age group. Well, Very nice. You know, like, I think it'll, that Kona slot, the first time you achieve it, it's like for you it wasn't because you yeah, know you know you could, you know you knew you could do it but like I know for me it was a massive thing you know mm. and it was just like you're over the moon and you work so hard to, to you know in the hope of getting this thing and you know to pull off PBs in all aspects of the sport on race day it's pretty phenomenal and I will say you know when when they came along and did the running group they were just you know they were beautiful people in the way that. They just, you know, came along to our group and just adapted and met people and just that kind of, the kind of people who just, you just get the feeling that they give back a lot, so. So I think that must have been seen in a few weeks ago, so I guess it'll be on its way in the next week or two. Yeah, we'll I'm sure too. I'm sure it, um, it, I'm in UK, it was I'm in UK, wasn't it? That yep. qualifies for this year's Kona, so getting ready, good luck. That's going to be a bugger boat if you qualify so closely because it's going to be a lot more expensive for flights and stuff, eh? Well, it is, but the US dollar's just taking a pounding, so... I guess you're paying in your local currency, but when you get over there at the moment, man, US dollars just crap. It's crap, John. It's crap. Crap. A uh, little update on Lake Tahoe. Okay, do I, I get it right? I can't find this flipping Twitter that came through, but anyway, Gary Fegan, he raced and he qualified for Kona for next year. So he's, oh, well done, Gary. He's, awesome. He's, uh, he's coming on Epic Camp in Canada as well, and so we'll be uh, going head-to-head there, and I, he sent a Twitter to me. Has he done Kona before? I think so. Okay. Yeah. But he said, I said, oh, so how was the, how was the altitude? He said the uphill was tough. Lungs started to give out and around about, around about 13 miles and cramps set in about 18. <laughs> Just had to suffer to keep going. Um, but yeah, a Twitter came through somewhere. I can't bloody find it now, but it said, it's, I think it said that. Do you have notifications of your Twitter? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I didn't, oh, I didn't see that. I don't really do Twitter much, but it, it came through and I now can't find it anyway. But it basically said that it was one of, yeah, one of the highest, um, DNF rates of any race ever. So, if anybody finds out more on that, well, based on Bevan's science, which again was pretty rough, yeah, I think around six hundred. Who who had swim times next to their name? Yeah, that's interesting. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, was it the cold or was it the altitude, mm. or was it a combination of that and the hard course? Yeah, because the thing is, you do altitude, you want an easy course, don't you? Well, that's pretty hard when you're altitude, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, very good. Okay, Jumbo, let's uh, talk about a sponsor, John. Endurance Junkie So it's endurance-junkie.com Now if you'd had the Merino on I'm sure you would have been fantastic Actually you would have won the thing You could have had a bit of a t-shirt going on there in the bike Could have even popped a hoodie on Maybe you would have had to snip the little uh... What I love about these guys Jumbo Yes Is that if you race well They give some cash back Exactly <laughs> This fits up our alley This is Pretty awesome So what they've nice got is got race and cash back offer Triathlon is not a cheap sport Beside the heck of a lot of time And money is time our time is money. You spend a lot of your hard-earned cash on your bike, training, and racing gear because only the pros can race for money. Endurance Junkie has found a way to reward you for your efforts. Here's the deal. Buy an Endurance Junkie race kit, suit or sports top combo, and wear it during your Ironman race. If you finish in less than sub-9 hours for the men and 10 hours for the woman, you get a 100% refund. Nice. 
This is a crazy deal. Yeah. If you go sub 10 or 11 for the ladies, you get a 50% off. You get a rebate. Uh, and 11, it's a nifty 50. Nifty 50, nice. Uh, 11 hours, uh, you get 25, 12 hours for the females, 25%. And then anything over 12 or 13 for the girls, you get 10% refund. Cash back. Okay, yeah. So I'm picking the, 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 the Lanzarote Is it a voucher? It's, not even, it's a cash back. Yeah, so I'm thinking like Lanzarote probably won't be causing the endurance junkie team too much stress, but rote and stuff could be. So yeah, you've got to be sub 10, get 100% back for the guys, sub, 10, sub, sub 9 for the guys, sub 10 for the girls. For 50% rebate, you get uh, t- 10 hours and 11 oh, this hours. Is ridiculous. This is a crazy deal. It was, yeah, get on it. Sub 11, uh, sub 12, you get 25%. Sub 12, gets 10% back. Wow. Simply print off and complete the rebate registration uh, request form and then send it along with a copy of your finisher's certification or certificate and a picture of you in the race if possible uh, to the address below and then Endurance Junkie will refund you on the credit card use of your original purchase. There you go. This is this is craziness. Killer deal. Killer deal, guys. So go buy yourself. A, and the thing is, you're not going wrong if you buy their gear. It's bloody nice gear. Yeah. So endurance-junkie.com. They've got the they've got the the casual gear. They've got the race gear, which is as we were discussed in the past. You know, merino. Um, it's not going to get all stinky like a lot of our other gear as well. You know what you could do, John? You could buy the hoodie and do the race in the hoodie. You could. And do. then you already refunded. Yeah, exactly. So hoodies, t-shirts, nice design. Nice it's really well, you know. It's good. It's quality product, but really nice design. It's kind of gear. It just looks nice on. And John, Jaren's junky. Bevan's looking about a return. I'm, to coming, race a, I'm so coming out of retirement just so I can get a free. T- I've got to get sub ten, but sub nine. Yeah. Never got it. I can't get the free one. Yeah, sub ten, I'll get fifty percent off. But just got to train harder. <laughs> I got to train. I got train. And and one thing I would say is normally when you think of merino, you're thinking, "Holy smokes, this is going to be incredibly expensive." But like the tri suits here, 150 euros, 170 euros, 170 euros. So it's pretty reasonable. For yeah, no, like merino. A, if you look like an icebreaker, which is beautiful yeah. gear, but you definitely pay pay a lot for it. Yeah. So so get on it. Endurance-junkie.com. Nice, well, that blew my mind away, John, but let's uh, talk about, let's put some music on. Yeah. Website of the week. week. See, that's where we go wrong, John. Mm. It's you know, it just it's just not that good. But we'll sort that out. Yes. Jonbo, we got an email here from Cheryl Lutz. Cherie. Cherie. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Lutz. Um, and she said through a website called My Athlete Live. I haven't used it myself, but I've tracked a few athletes overseas using it, and it always worked well. Uh, like I told you, I was talking to Cherie. Okay, so you maybe give me the update, Jonbo. So she mentioned to me. Uh, I was talking to her yesterday that she was watching some people, some mates in, um, doing Lake Tahoe, ironically. Okay. And she's sort of saying, oh, yep, they're doing okay now. And I'm like, well, you're only probably getting the athlete tracker update. She said, oh, no, I'm on this map, my, uh, what was it, myathletelive.com. It's basically GPS tracking. It's, it's here. So we've sort of talked about this a little bit in the past. But is it your own device, is it? Uh, you see, basically rent a little device. Oh. And, it, and, it, and it seemed pretty reasonable when I looked at the website. Yeah, no, so, so, okay, so basically what you do is you rent it for a period of time. And uh, so if you want to rent it for just one weekend, it's only 30 bucks. Mm. 
So if you're going to go to an Ironman somewhere and you want to make sure everyone in your family can see how you're going in the race, mm-hmm. you pay thirty bucks, mm-hmm. and then it tracks you. And it's just a little, yeah, just a little GPS chip. And so you know you can do this. With well, it's not. It's a device. I think it's no, kind it's of little, a, no. It's a little chip. It just goes on your race belt. It's tiny. It's like the size of a little matchbox or something like that. But if you look at it there, it looks next to the computer. It looks massive. If it's to scale. No, it says it's the size of a matchbox. Okay. So you can't wear it in the swim, but you can wear it for the rest of the race. And I had a quick look at it during Tahoe yesterday, and it's got all the names of the athletes that have got it there. And there wasn't, it wasn't a ridiculous amount. There might have been, I don't know, 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever it was. And then you can click on the website, and it's got all the athletes listed, and you can click on whichever ones you want, and it'll show you exactly where they are on the course. Wow. And it was, uh, and it can t- tell you how how quickly they're moving. And <laughs> sure, he was telling me so she found it really interesting last year. She was watching a friend do a race, and it sort of all went slow and sort of stopped for quite a while, and then all of a sudden it sped up really, really quickly, and you could see where it's going. And it went to the they went to the hospital. Oh no! The person was okay. Oh and wow! I, probably, I, should, I shouldn't be laughing, but they, she thought it was quite funny. Is yeah, it just really sped up. But I had a look at it yesterday during um, Tahoe, and it looked fantastic. So the reason why it's app of the week and website of the week is you can track people through the website or use the app. And um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it brings up a map of where they are. Um, they it's really cool, isn't it? Because one of the frustrating things was when you're watching an Ironman, your mates racing, is you only get like. Five updates through the whole day. And often they're just crap and they're delayed and yeah. mile, miles behind. And you want to see how your mate's going. Well, they, you can, and it's really reasonably priced. I can't believe, you know, 30 bucks for a weekend. Yeah, it's only at certain races and it seems like at, at some some North American races. But, you know, it's obviously coming now. And, and, and You can actually buy the device. Mm-hmm. You can actually purchase it outright, which will cost you, or they haven't yeah. actually got the, that's coming soon. But you can borrow it. So you can borrow it basically depending on how long you use it for. So if you want to use it for a weekend, it's 30 bucks. This is US, obviously. Um, for a week it's 60 two weeks is 90 and then if you want to get it for a month it's $120 so let's say you want to do like a you know one of those tours you know you do a cycle tour well then you could jump by this for a month and then all your mates around the world could just see where you're up to or you could probably but I think it's only at the events that they cover oh so you can't just use it anywhere I'm pretty positive okay but I'm sure over time as time progresses they'll get more and more events on you know and so they bring up a map and it's got a little bullseye and you can zoom in exactly where the athlete's at. It's got a stopwatch to display the athlete's you know stats in terms of how fast they're moving and so on and so on. Uh, at the bottom of the page, it's got a little uh, profile so you can see you know if they're, if they're going really slowly, you can go oh I can see they're going up a going up a hill. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Isn't and it? but yeah, it's it's not something WTC's doing or the race organisers. It's a standalone enterprise. It's kind of showing that it can happen, but doesn't it? You know, mm. if you can get a little matchbox device, you know, really we should have this on all the Kona. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if it's if it's, it's if it's such a small device, it's not waterproof, which is a challenge. Yeah, that's pretty. But, pretty but who cares? You know, once they get out of the swim, yeah. like you know the race time. Like if you're watching exactly. Kona, you don't. You once they get out of the swim, you're going to see mm-hmm. them kind of come into the game. And you know, so like, I'll, I'll bring in another one here at the same time because we are doing a, a, a very similar app. So let me give me two seconds, Bevan. Are you, are you doing another one? Uh, no, we had one sent through from. Bryant Hardy and I downloaded this and this is an app and let me find it here. Here it is. It's done by the guys that do Road ID yep. called eCrumb and I'm not sure that you might be able to tell me if there's other apps out there. What's it called? eCrumb. C-R-U-M? U-M-B. So it's basically, uh, well it's roadid.com slash eCrumb. Oh, just do a search here. Okay. And oh, yeah. 
I downloaded it the other day, and that's basically an app for your phone, and you turn that on, and you can go out riding, and then you can and you can just invite who you want to, sends them a link, and they can see wherever you are out there on the road. So it's a similar device, similar concept, and it's it's getting it out there, which is good. And um, but you've so, got to carry your mobile phone with you yeah, when you're doing that. Yeah, and so you couldn't do that really in a race. Want, actually, I pointed that out, Shri, and you're not actually allowed to do that in a race. You're not allowed you're to not. carry a mobile phone, apparently. Oh well, interesting. Didn't know that one. Although I'm sure they probably don't even know if it's in your backpack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Just a bit of a hassle. So but E-crumb, E-crumb is like the old Hansel and Gretel philosophy, the crumbs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see that? It's quite clever. Nice. But, it is, but I haven't seen a device like this. Um, like I'm, I'm sure there's probably something out there, but it is good, you know, with that road idea, D thing. But, you know, nowadays you can actually track your, you know, if you know your partner's out riding um, and you just want to keep an eye on them and you think they're having an affair. When I got this one, I was like, <laughs> sometimes I don't know what. It's like, I just want to stay out there for as long as I yeah. can. <laughs> I don't want to get a text, don't you bloody well turn around there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Although, what is it the NRA are watching you know out there? What's, what's the government organisation in America who's bloody watching over us? Oh, I don't know. They're all watching us. It's screwed, John. It's screwed. Yeah. 1984 is here. Um, anyway, yep. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, it's a really interesting time. We've talked about this stuff for years, haven't we? The idea of when do we get to mm. the point where we see athletes actually racing. And we had that other website a long time ago, which was they did that really cool graphics of how the race panned out remember mm, that yeah yeah and um you know and i really think within the next probably two or three years you will be able to watch kona live God, i hope so and see the gps tracking of the field like you know if this is to mainstream if this is to the public you know it's shortly it, within a very short period of time we're going to see it at kona if this was available i mean new zealand i'd do it no yeah know, for sure for 30 bucks yeah it's easy but also you know if we can get if you know as a part of pros or having it mm. i imagine watching the race like it's it's you know what? Like it's actually really interesting watching the America's Cup right now. Like it's really frustrating watching the fil- the f- um, f- coverage on TV because often they'll go back to replays and they go mm. for ages. And and one thing that's great about the America's Cup is the graphics. The graphics are phenomenal. The way they use the graphics to help you see the race. <clears throat> but unfortunately, when you're watching it on TV, they often don't have them up. Mm. So have you got the app? Yeah. It's brilliant. The app's brilliant. And what you're doing is when I'm watching the race, I actually have the app out as well. Mm. And so you, they've got all the graphics, they've got all the spreads and everything. And it's really, it actually enhances your viewing experience. And so if we think about like Kona, if you were to watch Kona and you watch, you know, they do a great job, WTC, on race day, but you don't get to see. They should just hire this company just to do the pro race this year. Yeah. And it just. Yeah, tell, tell the company right you don't, we're not going to pay you anything this is free marketing yeah, for you it would be great marketing wouldn't it <laughs> it would be fantastic and, and you know and then so then when you're watching it you could have your little app out and you could actually see what's happening in the race and you could yeah. see oh okay okay now Crowley's being overtaken by blah blah and you know it, brilliant it, yeah and it just makes the race more exciting and I think that as we move forward more with technology and the viewing experiences around sports especially sports where you can't see everything at one time mm. these tools are going to be just make it a much better viewing like I know for me for the America's Cup I only discovered the app about halfway through it Yeah, and I've enjoyed the viewing experience a lot more and don't get so frustrated by the TV <laughs> commentator well not the commentator so much it's more oh god oh. that frustrates the <laughs> hell out of me well, well the commentators you know you know whatever but it's more they've got these amazing tools which they don't always show and, and mm. sometimes in yacht racing the way the camera angles work you don't really know what's happening mm. whereas now I've got this app I can see that the whole time and I just think um you know, for a race like Kona or Ironman and in, in general triathlon, it, it keeps it an interesting dynamic, doesn't it? It does. So, come on, guys, get get to the WTC and sh- sort it out. Yeah. Okay. That was the website of the week. It was. What have we got next? Well, it's just sort of a, a comment of the week. We got this comment of the week. Okay, go. This, I thought this was fairly entertaining. Following on from. Do you want to do like a high? We'll call it a high five. 
Okay. One, two, three, four. High five. Because I haven't done that in a long time, have I? Okay. And both arms see that. Bit of a whoop, whoop, whoop. So Gloria Perez said, I was listening to your recent podcast when you were reading, you know you were a triathlete, dot, 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 lines. Yep. As a wife of an Ironman triathlete. She listens to our show. She's a wife. Yeah. How about a couple from the point of view of them? Some people might find these these sexist, but they're coming from my experience. We do sexist. You're a sexist pig. (laughs) Uh, Number one, you know you are married to a triathlete when you have to reorganize your kitchen cupboards to accommodate supplements and sports bottles. Okay. You know you are married to a triathlete when you know it's a recovery day simply because you wake up and your husband is next to you in bed. Have him on Sunday at our place. Really? Oh, I'm actually in bed still. Uh, number three, you know you're married to a triathlete when sports bottles take up more room in your kitchen sink than actual glasses. Nice. Uh, you know you're married to a triathlete when you know the difference between nice free race t-shirts and those that have been used for yard work. Nice. Uh, number five, you know you're married to a triathlete when you plan vacations around locations that have a good lap pool. So true, isn't it? You know you're married. Number six, you know you're married to a triathlete. When is the norm to stay up all night on Kona Week with your laptop streaming through the TV? Seven and final one, you know you're married to a triathlete when one of the rooms in your house is designated the tri room. Oh really? Wow, that's that's, that's full on. that's do you get that? Well, mine's just my office, but that's not really a tri room. It's just no, but you get, you're definitely got a lot of garage space. You're quite lucky you got a big garage. Yeah, the garage takes a lot of stuff. And your old place you didn't even have a garage, did you? No. So what did you do there? Oh, we had storage under the house. Oh, was it a hassle? Mm, wasn't it flooded? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, not flooded, just a little bit of flooding. Just after I'd laid some carpet. Oh, no. <laughs> John's got a big garage now. He's got a big double garage, haven't you? Yeah. And definitely there's a tri area, isn't there? And we're a one-car family, so there's a lot of junk in there. Yeah, oh, really. Okay, uh, so there you go. Thank you very much for that. Uh, sponsor. Athlinks.com. Tell me about it, John. So, Have they done it yet? No, they haven't. Oh, come no, on, Athlinks. You're teasing on. us. Yeah. So we have, I've talked about this a few times. We've now got the IM Talk race team. We'll have to see how this pans out once with the new site launches. But if you join up to that, it basically pulls your results from any of your events and we can tell who is the fastest. Or All the Ironman finishes, or at any race, IM Talk finishes. So at, recently at Ironman Louisville, we had Ken Welsh take out the IM Talk team. In nice. Four, um, from Roy Izzel and David Phillips and Patrick McGilvery. Nice work. Top three there, nice work. Top three. And then we also, we went off to another race. Let me just click on that one. So if you want to be a part of this, you basically just go on to athlinks.com, select under, I think it's select under clubs, just put or search for I Am Talk Race Team, or maybe under the expo, I think it is actually. Talk for I Am Talk Race Team, I Am Talk One Word. And then uh, you can just join up to that and then all your results will be populated into this and we can, uh, from time to time, we'll read them out. Also went to Ironman Subaru, Ironman, or Subaru, Ironman Canada. Pull the chainsaw link, crush everybody in 10-11. Chainsaw's a bit of an expert, isn't he? He is. Now, we've got to bring, I don't know if we've talked about this, but um, when we had the picture of the bear going across the road. It was a lie. Photoshopped. uh, Paul Link said it was a lie. Hey, if, hey, if Link says it's a lie, you believe it. I double-checked it with Zani Morrison. It was no lie. Oh, really? It was on the course. Yeah. She saw it. She saw the beer? Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was a, I don't think it was a gigantic one, but it was on the course. Peter McLeod was second. Hey, not, a beer's a beer. I know. You know, if you see a beer, I don't care if it's gigantic or not, you crap your undies. Uh, Peter McLeod, who's now in Kona, he was the second Iron Talk finisher. Private was third. Which race is this? This is Subaru Ironman Canada, so it was Whistler. 
And then third, Colin. Let's work on the sponsor there too. Yeah, Colin Beloski. Bieloski. What's yep. Colin's nickname? The convict. Yeah, Colin the convict. Colin, yep. Colin the convict. He was third in twelve eighteen. So nice work, guys. You want to maybe get your name read out? Then uh, get onto it. Athlinks.com. Go on to the expo. Search for latest, latest member of the team, Darren Eaton. He's just joined the team on September nineteenth. Well Very done, Darren. Good. Maybe we'll do that each week as well. The latest member. Yes. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So keep an eye on Athlinks. The new website is coming. And if you're trying to lose some weight, Jenny Craig, it's the add-on there. Is it? Yep. I've got Louisiana Marathon on mine, or is yours just one of the Google ones on the app? Yeah. No, Louis. Yeah, the marathon's here as well. But I want to lose some weight, and it's got this is the girl focus page, not the boy one. Okay. My Jenny. Yeah. Yep. My Jenny. Well, they should just what what should they do, John? Not eat carbs. Yep. Not eat carbs. Yep. Reduce your carbs. Actually, you're, you're going to be sickened by what I'm doing on my uh, Project 2014 this week. I'm tracking my nutrition for the week. Can I have little pictures of my meals? Are you really? I'm at, the reason I'm doing that is I Wait, want... Wait, I haven't been to your website for a while. Let me I, haven't, I haven't done it yet. Wait, so I, was I, it? What I started is it? Coach John? Coach John, project2014.com. John, project... You need, to, you need to know how to get those little things in the top corner of your domain. Yeah. It's pretty easy. I know. Do it. Because yeah. you use Squarespace. Yeah. That's my head in. Okay, sharpen up. <laughs> uh, okay, so where do I go? Coach's training, daily log. But I, have, I haven't started it yet. I'm starting it. I started. You've even so. got. Oh no! I thought, yeah, I thought I read the. It's got. You have. You have camp blogs, and I thought you had carb blog. <laughs> I was like, Damn it! I ate a carb. <laughs> He's gone to the next level. Anyway, I love. Have you got, have you got the America's Cup update. Yeah, yeah, nice. Make sure the cap size, nice. So, that job there was last oh, that Sunday. I just chucked it. I needed a picture. I try to put pictures up fairly frequently. Oh yeah, it's good. But oh, anyway, Tommy on the bike? Yeah, on the Wahoo kicker. He loves it. I can't he's growing up, isn't he? I can't bloody well get him off it. Really? Yeah, he loves it. He just jumps in the garage, wants to go do a bit of training. Sweet. And uh, he loves it. So. Here's, here's you doing your metabolic testing? Yes. Look, you look, you look like Bane from Batman. I know. So <sighs> I'll be talking about my metabolic efficiency testing probably next week. I've just got to get the results analysed, but it was all good in the hood. And so I've completely lost what my point was now. Well, I think oh, that's right. I'm, I'm, keep, I'm keeping uh, my nutrition log, and I'm not doing that to try to be a show. Oh, here you go. Here's a meal. Yeah. <laughs> Tofu, is it? Not trying to be a show for anything. I just want to get my nutrition analyzed for a week, and I thought, well, I'm doing it anyway. Sure. I might as well check it up there. <laughs> so, okay. So, how about this convenient <laughs> photo? So, I'm on Houston's website, Coach Project, Coach John Co- Project 2014.com, and I'm just kind of scanning through, and he's, he's good. He's kind of has what he's done each day, and sometimes puts some power files and photos and stuff, and it has got a Sipo bike happening on the some Wahoo kicker, is it? Yeah. Yep, yep. So and he's got his training times and all the rest of it, all good. And uh, but he's got a photo of a of meal. Now what is it? It's a what is it? A hala halloumi halloumi salad halloumi cheese. Yeah, is that yeah. cheese? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bit of cheese. Got some nuts in there. Pretty good presentation. Oh, conveniently in the background, Iron Man Hawaii seventy point three second place male. <laughs> I, was wonder, I was wondering if anybody would pick up on that. It's a fruit bowl now. It's just a fruit bowl. <laughs> sure it is. Funny how the fruit bowl has the label of your result right that, there. That is exactly where it sits. And uh, when I took the photo. I thought, oh, I won't crop that. <laughs> so it's, it's my daily reminder that second is, was not good enough. Not for me. good enough. Not good enough. You only become a fruit bowl. And, I'll, and the, the, the and the thing is, we've got we have to have, we've got three fruit bowls next to each other, and they're not big. We don't have a big enough one. And when you get those prizes in Kona, each placing is a little bit bigger. So if yeah. I win my bowl, you, you have the right. You only need one bowl. If you get fifth or whatever, you just get like a little peanut bowl sort of thing. Oh, really? So I need to up my game. Does look, your salad does look good, Matt. Good. I thought it was tofu. 
No, it's um, so oh, you've Lucy, the cheese. Lucy Gossage is calling through. We're gonna we're gonna do our interview with her shortly. Okay, well, um, it's gonna be on in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, I'll well, just answer it. Oh, you answer it? Okay. Well, how about I pause? Okay. And we are back from our interview with Lucy Gossage, and she's a good chick, John. She is, and that's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks' time. I'm off on uh, school holidays. She started the interview well, John, didn't she? She started out strong. Well, no, well, she's oh, the gonna, whole interview was good. You're going to include that part. Maybe yeah. well, when we do the show. Yeah. Because she said basically, we're not, we're not minor celebrities. We are superstars in her world. Yeah. So I'm just saying, she's our favourite interview of all time. <laughs> Flatter us and you can't go wrong. You should do like competitor radio and uh, we take little sound bites. I really think you should start doing this a bit more. Oh, yeah, great. And uh, and put that at the top of the show from time to time. Really? Maybe we, yeah, do that. Make ourselves feel good. Bevan and Jump, I am talk, rock. Yeah. Yeah, get all the stars to do that. Anyway, America's Cup's coming up. We've done F-Links and we your questions yeah, and answers. answers. We've basically got 20 minutes. We've got 15 minutes because oh, it's been delayed to 8.30. Let's just push on. Push, push. Yeah, we can get this done, can't we? Because yeah. then I can be processing it while watching it. John, John Hancock sent this one through. I think you should guys give the Kiwis a bit more love in the Ironman slots analysis last week. It sounds like little old New Zealand with 2.84% of the Kona field versus 1.9% of Ironman starts isn't too far off Germany, 9.82% versus 5% starts. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. It's a lot better when you read it out that way, isn't it? And also, um, Mrs. Snail was intrigued by non Stanford's first, so intrigued by non Stanford's first name, uh, she sent this message to me about a fortnight ago. Non Stanford, she is named after St. Non, who was the mother of St. David, her parents used to go on holiday a lot to, in St. David, which is a cathedral town in Wales. That's well, where I think Mark Thatcher sent that through as well on mm, Facebook. A so, of do. Yeah, so. There you go, you know, it's a good next question we have here is from Michael and he's got, uh, love the show, so I've signed up for Ironman Germany in 2013. How do I compare my past Ironman times to the rest of the competitors in my age group? Better yet, how could you do that with other Ironman races and figure out if your age group has a weak field? Logic being, you figure out that a specific Ironman has a bunch of slow guys signed up so you might have a better chance of getting into Kona. So a few people do this and some stats on this. So Russell Cox, um, Coach Cox, he has a bunch of stats about you know an, an, analyzing different Ironmans. So I'd suggest you check that one out. Also RunTry.com that has some stats on different Ironmans around the world and age group finish times. So if, uh, you can scroll through those websites. The other one that you can use for this, because Torsten with TryRating.com, if you go TryRating.com/slash/course-hyphen-ratings/slash and then. Uh, <laughs> enter then he's he's got all the races there obviously this is for pros so for age group it's going to be different but it's basically a course rating so if we're talking Ironman Wales uh, we know that's a particularly hard course so that is typically the, the rating that he's got that is 20 minutes slower than say an Ironman Canada so Ironman Canada looks like it's around about your baseline so Wales is 20 minutes slower and then if you go to your fastest races say uh, Ironman Copenhagen that is 22 minutes quicker than say your baseline average so you've basically got a list of all the Ironman races and the main and, and I think all the challenge races there pretty much in order of finish times based off the pros which is I think that's probably a pretty good starting point yeah it's, it's, it's really hard to, especially for age groupers because it's really hard to see who you're going to be racing against that far out from the race yeah so if we look at Ironman New Zealand you know if I, if I say right when I did wrote the time that I did there was was 8.51 and I'd think comparably if I, if I was to do that same level of performance that I did there 
if I was to do Taupo, I would have guessed that's about a, a probably about a 9.05 the way they yeah. raced that day. Yep. It was not as fast as I would have liked to have gone. And they've got Ironman New Zealand at 4 minutes and 10 seconds versus Roach, which is 18 minutes. So about, yeah, about 14 minutes difference, which I think is pretty much bang on. And obviously I'm at the upper end of age group racing, but uh, I think this would give you a nice little start in terms of just trying to guesstimate um, some times based off the different sort of courses. Okay, next question we have here is from... Lee 20 Eyes Spore and he's got um, uh, probably more of one for John this one is basically I'm about to get a new power meter and used it in conjunction with my Garmin 9210 XT I have had up to four items show up on the watch during the bike mode so when racing what should be the best way for to show up when he's basically trying to track out what his output is when he's racing yeah so, so you've got the 910 and, and interestingly I find that most people that have the 910s myself included uh, often go end up going for a bike a Garmin bike computer as well the 910 works it's just not quite as big as uh, say uh, your Garmin 800 and you've got to swap it out when you go biking and running. So, But in terms of the, the, the 900, as you said, you've got four fields there. So really what I'd be suggesting on your first screen uh, is you just have average three-second power, lap power, and then you probably decide either cadence or heart rate. But you've got to remember when you're racing to power, speed becomes somewhat irrelevant yeah so especially when you've only got four fields to be displayed at any one stage i'd say yeah first screen average three second power lap power i'd probably go for cadence and heart rate your second screen then you probably want to have all your your basically your lap details so you'd have lap power lap time lap distance and then possibly one other maybe maybe being speed if you really want to have it so then you can actually see what you're doing within that lap and you probably just scroll between those two two screens so remember what I said last week about constantly using your lap button when you're going through different sections of the course you know if you're going through a hilly section then you might press lap and then when you finish that hilly section press lap again so you've got a real-time view of actually what you're doing in that part of the course rather than just a, a rolling average which can get a bit skewed when you've got some hills and then Really on the third screen, I think you need to have uh, just your time and distance and whatever else you want there. So then, you know, if you're um, not quite sure exactly where on the course, you can quickly scroll through and actually see how many Ks you've done and also what your, your, your time is on the course. And then the fourth screen, what you might want to do there is, is have your last lap info. So then if you've just finished a section of the course and you probably don't do this too much in racing, but probably more for training, you can actually scroll back and say, right, that last sort of 30k flat stretch, yep, I averaged uh, whatever, how many watts, Probably that's probably more beneficial for training. So um, those would be the, the first two screens are the, probably the two key ones you want to be sort of toggling between. We just, um, I'm not going to worry about the last email, but we just had a, on discussion of the week on uh, Facebook, or at least on our Facebook post, someone, Zalko uh, Thomas. Mm. You've, you've hit a blinder with that name. Wow. Zay? Zlato. Z- I think it's Zlato. Zlato? He, he's a regular contributor. Zlato. We should get your name right. Yeah, well, basically, last week someone sent through saying, how can we do a good way of sharing our photos of where we train? And he's actually come up with a really great solution. He's going, regarding the sharing the training photos, maybe we can agree on a hashtag for Twitter. So, hashtag I am talk training, one word. Uh, so it's easy to share and check out what others have been up to. So let's make that the case. Let's say you, if you've got a Twitter account and you want to put your local kind of photos up about where you train and go to dub dub um, on Twitter and just hashtag your photo as hashtag I am taught what's happening. It's now saying 59 minutes till the next race. Uh, now anyway, hearing, okay, sorry. Back to this, John. Focus. Yep. Show. We've got a show to do. We've got to feed the family, John. Yeah. 
you know, focus work as we are. Yeah. Um, I am, so hashtag I am talk training. So chuck some photos up there this week and we'll see how it goes. And next week on next week's show, we'll do a search for the hashtag I am talk training and we'll see, you know, where you guys are training. Sounds good. Talk talkers, no need uh, Coffees of Hawaii. <laughs> so all you guys that we know that are going over to Kona or you may already be there, make sure you go check out the Coffees of Hawaii boat. It's uh, out there pretty much every day from around about seven till around about nine o'clock. It is a it's a Kona institution. Oh, it really is, isn't it? I've just I popped Albert an email yesterday, but I didn't hear back from him in terms of where you can actually buy coffee in Kona. In the they past, don't even stand on the street, don't they? Yeah, in the past, in front of that pizza place. So you just go down a lee drive a little bit, just past where the sort of trees are. And there's, if you're walking away from the pier, it's on your left hand side. There's a, they're usually selling coffee outside a shop. The, I've the, had pizza, the pizza there. place. Yeah, yeah, it's got good pizza. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So I don't know if they're doing that this year, but I'll find out and we'll let you know next year. But I wanted to make sure, reinforce the coffee boats there. It's good times. Go out there, support them. Tell them uh, you listen to the podcast. And oh, they love it. Obviously, yeah. if you if you want to get any coffee, go. It's kind of one of those things that if they didn't turn up, it'd be a real disappointment. It would be, you know, because yeah. it's just a cool part. It's so cool how people kind of go out to the boat and they hang around for a little bit, catch up their mates and. It's a nice enough swim just to get your arms over. And you're right, it, it would be a real shame if it's not there and it is getting increasingly difficult and expensive for them for, for them to do it. And we know that from, from last year, Albert was saying it's just it's becoming really hard for them. So make sure you support um, Coffees of Hawaii because it's a great, it's just a iconic thing you do when you go to Kona now. Oh, yeah. And they've always backed our sport, mm. you know. And, and really, it just probably comes from Albert's love of our sport. So, you know, get out there, support them and make sure you get some Coffees of Hawaii, have it in there. And the great thing is, is that it's, awesome product like you really are getting high quality product so you can't go wrong great service great product and great boat yep coffees of Hawaii guys get on it let's do some finishes okay Jombo where is it uh, same place last week okay wait a second where was that show notes, show notes. We, have, we have a shared Dropbox file that's yep. how we roll finishes finishes show notes finishes down here good okay great podcast September 24th finishes okay yep 24th where you go, John? You, oh, so wait a second. How did we do it last week? Because that worked quite you, well. You, you were reading the names. I was giving them the... Uh, oh, that's right. Good, because I always forget the, the categories. Okay, so where are we? Is this from the top? From, from the top. Started from the top. Scott Connolly. He did I'm in Frankfurt. Oh, he got a PB, John, but 10 hours and 28 seconds. Yeah, so you're a Polani predator. Oh, I just... Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's a PB, so you're stoked. Yeah. 28 seconds. That transition, you know? How many are we doing today? 15. Okay, uh, Stu Duckworth, he did the Outlaw in a 12.08, and John, was a PB, what does that give him? Harvey Hammer. Jonathan, is it Earns? Yeah, I think so. I can't read that, it's quite far away. I think He's it's moving all over Eames. It's like Fames, Eames. Um, I'm in Frankfurt, he did 9.47.04, oh, did a PB, smoked it. He's an elite animal. Whoop, whoop. Um, Ryan McGuinness, he did the Outlaw in a... 13.17, and what did he say? He blew up on the run, six hours, but still a PB, I think. He's a Kylo Cruiser. Nice, wait a second. Uh, then we had Chris Ashford, and he did I Mean Frankfurt as well. He did 9.27.56. Elite Animal. Matt Trench, the Peaceful Try Ninja. He did I Mean Road in 10.15, and it was a PB. What's PB challenge, today? challenge Road here? Oh, sorry, yep. Uh, Palani Predator. What did I call it? I Mean Road. Nice. Uh, it used to be. Yeah. You know? Just go back to the old days. Beatrice Jolie. His wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yep. Well, nice week. Well, they both did the race and she had 11 12. Mm. And she got a PB as well and she's Queen B. So she is a Palani predator. Lee Morton, he did Root and he did 10, I mean, sorry, 940 30 and PB as well. 
elite animal. Lucy Francis did Zurich, and she did 11, uh, sorry, 13, 14. It wasn't a PB, but still another Ironman. Harvey Hammer. Jason Rodriguez, he did uh, June the 28th. <laughs> he hasn't got his race, but he did 13, uh, 18 seconds. Oh. PB, but... PB, but Kylo Cruiser. Philip Lloyd, he did Zurich, his first ever Ironman, 12.50.33. Love your work for a PB, yes. Kuakini Crusher. James Wilson, Ironman UK, 11.31.50 for a PB, smacked it out. Kuakini Crusher. This week's age group of the week, David Rowe, the lightning kid, the green light kid, I should say, Ironman UK, 9.59.55 first in his age group of 40 to 44, and off to Kona, yes it was. And he's just snuck into being an elite animal, and he will be an elite animal this he year. He is, he is too. And then we have Chris Hitchings, and he did Ironman UK as well, 11.15.05, and again a PB. Kuakini Crusher. Nathan Bradford's a bit of a legend because he did I'm in UK, did a 9.51 and it wasn't a PB. 9.51 wasn't a PB. Yep. So he is an elite animal. Love your work. And that's our 15 for this week. We've still got a few we're going to catch up on, but we'll be catching up on those over the next few weeks, guys. So if you want to get your name read out on the show once you've finished an Ironman, it's only Ironman, 70.3 don't count. Yeah. As long as you're doing an Ironman distance race, you go to IM Talk, and once you're on the IM Talk front page, you look at the little drop-down menus at the top there, and you'll go to Community, and um, on Community, tell us about your Iron Finish. Go on there, chuck in your info, and we'll read it out on the show sometime soon. That's right. Okay, Jumbo. so... Um, we're sponsors. Such, we're not in such a rush now, are we? No, sponsors. Coffeesofwai.com. Um, Hawaii. Endurance Junkie. I, I, it seems like a silly deal almost. It's, yeah. it's too good to be true. It's too good. To too be good true. to be true, team. Seriously, it's one of those deals where you kind of go, maybe they're going to lose some money on this one. But <laughs> Ath- hey, get on it. Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. You'll. Oh, Athlinks. Oh, Athlinks. Um, race the race team. I'm talk race team. Yes. But who's going to be the, per- the person next week on the list? Yes. And extreme endurance. Galactic buffer. That's what I was expecting. Right. Galactic buffer. Okay, John, what's your goss? What's my goss? What's my goss? It's all America's Cup. We got, I know we're going on about it, but it's a pretty big deal for us Kiwis. Oh, you, you, next week, if we haven't won it, you're going to have a sad Bevan and John on the show. Very sad. You know, it might be the first time we've actually missed a show because we're yeah. sort of crying from it's it. Interesting, though. I've, I've spoken to a number of the guys that I coach overseas, and they all actually know about it. Guys in the States. And they know about like, it? Yeah, yeah. And I've been, um, but maybe it's because they listen to the show. Yeah, but a few of them said they were, used to be sailors and stuff. So okay. Anyway, uh, what else is happening, Bevan? Can you sail? Uh, no. No, neither. No, so I went sailing once when I was years ago. I did join her and my mate Chris Haiti. He was a big sailor, mm. and uh, he took me out sailing once, and I ended up having to sit underneath the boat. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it was a the, well. The problem was it was a really hard, windy day, mm. and it probably wasn't the day you have a freshie on the boat, mm. and uh, so it was all hands on deck, and it was all everyone had a roll because it was actually a little bit scary. Yeah. And I said, Bev, maybe he's just go sit underneath. <laughs> so I was sitting underneath his boat's rocking. I'm going, well, this is fun. Oh, good times. Uh, no, I haven't really got too much to update this, Bevan. Uh, I've, I don't know what's been going on the last week. How's training going? Training's uh, a bit of a ho-hum week, really. Uh, ho-hum? Yeah, a bit of a ho-hum. Had to sort of take it easy leading into the metabolic efficiency test, so you've got to be, you know, you know, um, taper for it, but you're not supposed to do any hard training for it. Um, so, can't think of anything. Wow. No, yeah, it's that, it's that good. Wow. It's that good. Mind blowing. You just changed my life. I tried to watch Lincoln, the movie Lincoln. A bit boring, I heard. Yeah, it was, it was hard work. I only got halfway through. And gave up? Yeah. Not going to try. Well, it was going to be a two night thing because it was like a two and a half hour sort of movie. And, um, and then the second night's never going to happen? Second night didn't happen last night. No, gave up on that. We've been watching Breaking Bad. 
We should give you that. We've got the, we bought the DVDs. Yeah. Would you watch the series? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very good. You finished that? We've finished series one. Series okay. one's okay. What's it about? This, it's like the biggest TV program in the world right now. And it's basically, uh, this guy was a school teacher, science teacher, but kind of failed in life. He, he was a scientist and one of his mates got made heaps of money and he got mm. a bit shafted, became a science teacher as kind of last resort. Kind of, not, you know, kind of a bit of, bit of a failure. Gets cancer. Mm. And... Uh, thinks well how can I make money for my family because he can't afford treatment he doesn't insurance doesn't cover it so he starts making meth and and so and it just goes in this really kind of in a world it's very good second okay. series is amazing we've just been about finished the second series I'll give it to you once we finish okay. so I've been watching that it's been very good um, what else you got nothing else Lincoln didn't do it for you Lincoln didn't do it for me we watched Matt Damon one before that. Which is when you go to go to the the movie store I know everybody gets everything online and all that stuff we got like four DVDs for twelve bucks. <laughs> Yeah, but you've got to go, don't you? It's a problem. Yeah, it's not, we were there. Convenience. Anyway. We were going past. Where do you go? Um, Channel X, I think it is. Oh, down Columbus Street. Yeah. I can't go there. I've been banned from there. <laughs> yeah. Too many blue movies. Yeah, basically. They said, you've used our whole catalogue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, because years ago, we got out the Dixie Chicks movie. It was a documentary about the Dixie Chicks. And I broke the DVD. And, um, <laughs> and disputed it. This no, was broken when I got it. No, I can't remember what happened, but I think I, I, was, I probably wasn't the most, didn't do the right thing. And uh, they banned me. Mm. I can't remember what happened. Or maybe I didn't pay the check. I can't remember what happened. I think I paid. I can't remember. I was wondering why there was that poster. <laughs> who, who's this person? Do not serve <laughs> this person. Um, what other movies did you get? Uh, we got uh, Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Oh, was it good? Uh, Thomas thought it was. Yeah, good. And there was Barbie one as well. So what was the Matt Damon one? What Promise, Promised Land. Mm, Promised Land. It was all right. Yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Mm. It was about... Uh, Have you seen Team America? No. Oh, you need to see that. Yeah. I know, you, I know you're not... I'm surprised you actually got movies out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty impressed. We pulled out the Lincoln card on me. I haven't even seen Lincoln. Yeah, no. And I like, think of myself as a bit of art house, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's hard work. I fell asleep. What movie's coming out? There's a couple of movies coming out. There's one called Prisoner that looks really good. Okay. Yeah, just keep that. Yeah, just keep me up in the yeah, play. Yeah, okay. Jombo, um, Porno had a dessert evening the other night. Mm. I noticed he didn't come out for our time trial the other day. Well, it was probably because he had too much dessert. Yeah. Probably needed to, to be honest. Yeah. So the whole idea was everyone had to bring a dessert. There was no, there was no savoury at all. There was, mm. he, there was a bit of pasta that they had left over. I, I ate it from their dinner because mm. I was hungry. But there wasn't, you know, it was, you turn up with carbs, dessert. Carbs, carbs. Oh, sugar. Mm. Sugar. Mm. And, and the thing about making desserts is you realise how bad they are for you. Oh, they're not bad for you. Oh, John. Mm. Oh, pick it up. <laughs> he was telling me I was going to die last week because <laughs> I had two bits of toast. <laughs> you calves all day. We're having Bob, Bob Sibahara on the show next week as well. Talk about Mecham. Are, are you going to sort out Tim? What do you mean? Do you get that email from Tom? Yeah, I've emailed Tim Lokes. Oh, good. Back yet. Good. Mm. Tell you who I've got happening on Fitness Behaviour next month, which is a, mm. a coup. Mm. Carol Dweck's. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm interviewing yeah. her. Yeah. Keep your. Uh, Mindset. I hope you hope you got your own, yeah, not your fixed mindset, your um, my, my growth, growth mindset. mindset on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so that's a bit of a You're very fixed about your carbohydrate stuff. You think that's hey, I'm open minded, John. I'm yeah. not one, you're the fixed one. You get these one rules come, and you're gonna stick to them. Come for around a while. and have a salad at my place. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that trophy of yours, yeah, <laughs> serve it up on your trophy. Yeah, no, yeah, I've got her, I've got her lined up for next fitness behavior, so I may even put that on this over Christmas time because she's brilliant. If you don't know much about Carol DeWitt, she's basically done the research. She's from Stanford and she's done a lot of research on the mindset you bring to things have a big influence on the outcomes you get, which is kind of obvious, but she's got a lot of research around it. It's a mm. very brilliant work. And she's got a book called Mindset, which is which mm. is highly recommended that you read it. And um, 
I've, I've lined up an interview for next month's fitness behaviour, so it probably won't be for another three weeks, but when I release it, I'll let you guys know so you can have a listen. Nice work. Um, but anyway, dessert night. Yeah. So, so, so here's what happened. <coughs> Sad day, we had, we had a, what we call epic race team. We did mm-hmm. that race I told you about. We got up Monk Spur, down oh, yeah. Mount Pleasant, do a bit on the flat, and then up Solaris and back, and then around. Nice. That was a half marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. So we had that. So it was a big day. We'd done like, it was about a seven-hour day for us, big yeah, day. yeah. Um, got home We started early So we were home by about one And Porno's dessert evening was on And You had to make your own dessert And Joe and I I thought we could make um, What's that What's that um, Cock and ball Whatever it's called I keep calling cock and ball As a laugh You know the one relay? No No the one that's like a pyramid And And you Don't know uh, yeah. Apparently it's really hard and I, I thought, yeah. But Joe was like Nah cheesecake So we did cheesecake and I was in the office doing a bit of work, and Joe comes in and goes, oh, we need to make this cheesecake. And, I, and she goes, and I go, oh, babe, well, I'm just a bit busy with work. And she goes, oh, do you want me to do it? And I go, oh, okay. And she just gave me a look. Mm. You know, the look that's like, mm. I'll do it, but there's a price you're going to pay if I yeah. do it. So I sit and I'm, so I go out to the kitchen, and I help out with the cheesecake. John, there's a lot of sugar in cheesecake. Yeah. There's a lot of cream. There's a lot of fat. You basically you butter with biscuits. Now, what's mm-hmm. in biscuits? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot of sugar. Then a whole cake of white chocolate. Whole yeah. cake. And I had to boil it in boiling water. Yeah, yeah, so it yeah, doesn't yeah, burn. Yeah. And then she was creaming and putting this other sugar in there. And, and then you mix all the, You put a bit of strawberry so there's a bit of healthy stuff in there. Yeah. But John. Well, sugar. Got to get rid of the sugar. I can't do cheesecake much anymore. What's Scout, that? Scout camp. Did you have a bad cheesecake? No, everybody, uh, the whole, uh, F Scout Jamboree, you know, it was in Hamilton, you have, you know, thousands what, how, of kids. When was this? Oh, when you. Oh, you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. Did you do scouts? Yeah, yeah, I was a good scout. How many, um, how many badges did you get? Oh, I got a lot. Were you kind of motivated by the badges? Yeah. But, what yeah. was the badge you were most proud of? Well, I got, the, you had the three levels of swimming, so I got to the top level of swimming. Oh, of course you would have. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Did um, I tell you I burnt down a scout then? Oh, nice work. Yes, yeah, so I'm a different kid. Banned ban from that as well. <laughs> I was a bit of an arsonist, yeah. and I burnt down the scout then. Yeah. I burnt down a house. Did I tell you that story? <laughs> I told you that story. You're, you're, not, you're not putting yourself in any good light here. <laughs> I was a stupid young kid. Yeah. But anyway, back to your bitches. Uh, so, let's get Jamboree. The, the, yeah, get, somebody gets sick. Everybody gets sick. It's oh, just of course, wiping yeah. out the whole bloody thing. You're just lying in your tent and you just hear this tent next door all of a sudden somebody else has gone down. And so they had cheesecakes one night and uh, and everybody's sick so nobody's eating anything and a couple of us just ate like flipping so many cheesecakes. Oh, so wait a second. You went sick so you're capitalising on yeah, the cheesecake. Yeah, I was capitalising. Like, like eight little mini cheesecakes or something and then that night I was vomiting and vomiting and haven't really eaten much cheesecake since. It's funny how you can have that one experience. Like when I was a kid, I used to have a Moribara day. When God, was, the America's Cup's not on. Well, no, because I know we can waffle now, so yeah. we're, we're going to get two hours out of this show. No, I used to have a Moribar every day. I was a paper boy and I'd buy a Moribar every day. Yeah. Oh, I like my sugar. Yeah. And um, one day I bought a Moribar that had been that had been in the shop front mm-hmm. and had been warm. Mm-hmm. Since then, never like Moribars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing never. You. Just We never have a Moribar now. That taste of that one bad Moribar. It's crazy, eh? It's craziness. What's the other thing you've done? What you know? That's just you know. Well, Thomas has had apples recently. He had apples. He had an apple, and he was vomiting all the way back from Kiteri. He doesn't want to eat apples anymore. So one of the few fruits we can bloody give him. So anyway, yeah, what uh, you do is you tell him that Superman has apples. Oh, we've we've tried that one. Have I told you the fly trick with, with Santa? No. Summertime, because New Zealand has summertime for for Christmas. My mum and dad used to do this so, into Tyler, and it, and it works really well. Is when there's flies around, you say, "Oh, they're Santa's little helpers." Uh huh. Be careful because they go back to center. Okay, <laughs> so, but the only problem is you get the fly spray out. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't go down too well. Right, I'm gonna go do things, Bevan. What, like, what's your race? What's what's the latest? What's the latest? We'll give you guys an update because okay, I'm sure you guys are interested. 
John, what's the update on the America's Cup? Disappointed. I want light wins. We can win if it's light wins. Yeah, light wins are better for us. Yeah. Although we've got Port Starboard, John. We surely we can get it. We're down to 43 minutes. 43, so you reckon it's going to happen? No, but... 13, oh, what, 11 knots to 13 at its right. peak? That would be right. That is perfect. I think you would get 14. Another 45 minutes, we'll be fine. We won it, John. Whoop, whoop, America's whoop. Cup is now New Zealand's Cup. Oh. You know what I was hoping we were going to be able to do this morning? What's what that, I John? Do, we'll do this next week. Is put sailing away as our, uh, as our intro. Let's do it as our outro. Okay. Okay, wait a second. So for you guys who don't know, in New Zealand, back in like, America's Cup. is in New Zealand. Th- th- seriously, the, the, uh, the America's Cup is massive in New Zealand. Like, okay. right now... You could be 20 people get murdered overnight in New Zealand. It'll be the second story on the news. Yeah, 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 the Kenyan story is only just making the headline. <laughs> we shouldn't, there's not a joke that, that, about that, but it is only just. Because America's Cup is more important in New Zealand right now. And it, it has a history of it. So pretty much like the last 20 years, probably 30 years, no, 25 years? Yeah. Mid 80s, yeah. America's Cup was, was, has been the shitty Benitti. And Kiwis love it. We get hooked on it and we, 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 we obsess. And back in the 80s, they had a song called Sailing Away. And it, Oh, here we go, John. Here we go. And, and, here we come, we're on our way. Oh, here we go. John's putting the mic up to this thing. And in the 80s, this song here, which is in a boat called New Zealand. Oh, it's a number one song. Jay Z will probably be covering it soon. People on the water. And so this song. People in the land. And it's got kind of New Zealand icons. And no lies, this song was New Zealand's number one song in 1986, or whenever it was. Okay, here's the chorus. Here's the chorus. Wait for it, team. New Zealand can do Precious McKenzie in there. Precious McKenzie's in there. <laughs> okay, John, we can go out. I think they've had enough. Oh, keep it going, background. Keep it going. Oh, quite a few people that this are dead now, like Barry Crump. Barry and, Crump. Um, Billy T. James. Billy T. James. Oh, you guys are winning. Really I'm, I'm sure lots of people. Suzanne Prince, she's still alive. She's still she? alive. She lost a lot of weight, didn't she? Did some bodybuilding. You right there? The microphone what are you doing here? Sorry, my audio technic is just... Here we go. So we're going to go with John Noy. She's just going to put the song on repeat. Did you love it when it came oh, out? It was gold. Remember school choirs and you'd sing yeah. it? Got some mullets. <laughs> you would have fitted in well here, Bevan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the mullet with the perm was the best, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, look at it. Yeah, Jeremy Coney. Jeremy Coney? Cricket commentator for you, Pons. Oh, look at that. Does he still commentate, does he? Yeah, he's a big commentator. KZ5. KZ5, New Zealand. What else have we got? New Zealand can do it, team. Okay, Take think. it away. Peter Williams was on there just Peter before. Williams. He did Iron Man. Yeah, no, he, was, he did half. I thought he did Iron Man. No, he did half. Did he did full. So, there we go. I think we just made everyone's day. Mm, that is, great. that seriously is iconic New Zealand stuff. It is. If you want to come live in New Zealand, learn that song off by heart and you can't yeah. go wrong. That and the haka, you have that lots of friends. <laughs> That's what we do in New Zealand. Mm. We, we go to work, do the haka, you don't say hello, eh? Come at come at Do you know the new version? No, but I wish they did the, the thing. Sorry, it's sliding. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia car. It was probably the best ending ever, John, that selling away. Yeah. Loved it. Gold.